ever skip to the last page to see how a story ends? As a believer, you can do that with the story of your life. But be sure to pick up where you leave off. Today on Turning Point, Dr. David Jeremiah offers more encouragement to see your life as a story written by God. A story that ends in victory, yet is meant to be lived fully each day until then. To conclude his message, Writing Your Story, here's David. Well, thank you for joining us. This is our last uh, radio program in the daily series for this year. Um, it's been a wonderful year in many ways, a challenging year in many ways, but we have we have really sensed the presence of God, maybe more this year than ever before. When everything looked like it was falling apart around the world and around the country, God has been there for us and helped us. Picked up from 2020 and begin to see his hand and and literally for turning point this has been the very best year we have ever had in our history and it's because of people like you who have stood with us and have responded when i have reached out and said here's a time when you can help us we do that in june and we also do it in december I call it an in-gathering month, a very special month when we ask you to help us financially as we get ready for the new year. For all of you who have done that, thank you so very much. And uh, if you're still thinking about it, I want to encourage you to do it today before it's too late and ask for your copy of the brand new devotional, Every Day with Jesus. It's a beautiful tan and blue leather devotional, hand-stitched. It is 365 devotionals, 390 pages, beautiful color on the inside. And uh, you'll just not want to miss a day because every day it helps you get started in your walk with the Lord. I hope you will do it uh, today. Make your gift today. And then, friends, don't forget we're going to the Holy Land in the new year. 2022, March 22nd through April the 1st, we'll be visiting all of the great places in Israel, and we'll have wonderful Israeli guides, and we'll have captains from our congregation. Uh, We'll have the best tour company in the world going with us and leading us. We'll have wonderful times as our our bus group uh, moves throughout the land, and then we'll have some great gatherings in special places like the southern steppes of the city of Israel and uh, I hope you'll take advantage of the incredible information that is made available and uh, really seriously consider making this year the year you go to Israel. You can find everything you need to know about this, or you can find a way to get all that information by going to davidjeremiah.org. That's our website. Well, today is part two of Writing Your Story, and let's open our Bibles together and see what God wants to say to us on this last day of 2021. The path of light is not easy. Would you rather be on a wide path filled with lots of people stumbling in the darkness or on a narrow path with just a few people walking in the light? That seems like an easy choice. The wisdom literature of the Old Testament advises us to take the path of light. Listen to Proverbs 4, 11, and 12. I have taught you the way of wisdom, I have led you in the right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered, and when you run, you will not stumble. That's a good one to remember. Psalm 37 puts it this way, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. These passages are not saying that the path of light is trouble-free. 
It doesn't say that. The Bible doesn't teach that. But they are saying that you will not walk alone on that path, that God is watching you all along the way. If you're going to get discouraged the first time you hit a rough place on the path, you're going to have a frustrating journey. So when you face these challenges, face them with God and know that he's going to help you through them. And don't be surprised if you're a Christian that you have trouble. In Touching the Heart of God, Catherine Marshall tells this wonderful story about a very important lesson she learned from her friend Marge. Marge was bound for Cleveland, waiting for a takeoff. As she settled into her seat, this lady, Marge, noticed a strange phenomenon. On one side of the airplane, a sunset suffused the entire sky with glorious color. But out of the window next to her seat, all she could see was a sky that was dark and threatening with no sign of a sunset at all. If you've ever been in an airplane, that can happen depending upon how it's positioned. As the plane's engines began to roar, Marge said she imagined God encouraging her with these words. You have noticed the windows beneath the roar and thrust of takeoff. Your life will contain some happy and some beautiful times, but also some dark shadows. Here's a lesson I want to teach you to save you much heartache, said Marge. This is God speaking in her heart. This is what she thought God was saying to her. It doesn't matter which window you look through. This plane is going to Cleveland. So it is in your life. You have a choice. You can dwell on the gloomy picture. You can focus on the bright things and leave the dark, ominous situations to God. God is saying to you, if you're a Christian, you're going to see some dark things and you're going to see some bright things, some things that encourage you and some things you wonder about. But just give thanks to God. Your plane is going to heaven. You're on the right plane and you're going to face things along the way, like this woman said about her airline flight. I think that's a great lesson for us all to learn. Because some of us may have been so oblivious to what the Bible teaches about this that we're blown off course when we have problems. I know a lot of Christians who have questioned their faith. But we should not do that because the Bible doesn't teach us that as believers we're going to bypass all of the issues. Wouldn't it be strange to think that only people who didn't get sick were Christians? That didn't happen, and it will never happen. But the difference is, if you're a Christian, you have an understanding about all this that no one else can have. You know that God is with you. You know you're headed to heaven. You know that you're going to be all right because God has given you his promise. So your journey has a definite beginning. Your journey takes you to difficult places. Here's the third one. Your journey gives you a defining purpose. It says in verse 18, the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. Here the writer is telling us that if you get on the path, you get on the right journey, the journey is not only going to take you to your destination, but you're going to grow in likeness to the Lord the longer you walk with him. That's the way it should work. Paul said we are to shine as lights in the world. What happens is you start to walk with the Lord. Little by little, you go through some of these challenges and you grow. You develop spiritual muscles that help you deal with the next time you face something. Each time you face a problem, you discover that God is faithful and he is capable. And you take that information to yourself. And so when you're facing the next problem, now you have some tools you didn't have before. You have the memory of what God has done and the realization that what he has done, he will do and he can do. 
And so you are stronger. And so as you walk on this path, and this is the way it should work, and we should be taking a little inventory about this right now, the longer I walk with the Lord on this path, I should be coming in some way more like him. I should be growing in my faith. If you can walk on the path toward heaven with Jesus Christ as your companion and not grow in your faith, something's wrong. So I want to ask you, as you look at your life, have you made some progress this year? Have you learned some things about the Lord you didn't know? Have you made some decisions about your own life you didn't expect? We find it difficult to maintain a commitment to this world and the next, and yet that's what we have to do. We're living in this world on this journey, and we're headed toward heaven, which is our goal. Now, let me tell you something that might surprise you, because it did surprise me when I realized it. There is a whole lot more in the Bible about the journey than there is about the destination. Did you know that? I mean, we like to think, oh, we're going to heaven. The Bible's filled with stuff about heaven. Really, it's not. There's not a lot of information in the Bible about heaven. The last couple chapters of Revelation, a few other things. But there's an awful lot in the Bible about the journey. Sometimes if we're not careful as Christians, we get all caught up with the destination, and so we don't know what to do on the journey. I remember when I was teaching on the life beyond amazing, I had quoted an author who said that there are two thresholds in the Christian life. One is the threshold when you get saved, and the other is the threshold when you go to heaven. And he said the problem is most Christians have no idea what to do between those two. They get saved. They know they're going to go to heaven, but they don't understand what to do in between. If that's true, it's not because there isn't any information in the Bible. There's more information in the Bible about your journey to heaven than there is in the Bible about heaven itself. So we should take seriously this information. A friend of mine uses the analogy of a busload of tourists who are on their way to the Grand Canyon. On the long journey across the wheat fields of Kansas, through the glorious mountains of Colorado, the travelers inexplicably keep the shades down. They're intent on the ultimate destination. They never even bother to look outside. And as a result, they spend their time arguing over things like who has the best seat and who's taking too much time in the bathroom. The church can resemble a bus, said this man. We should remember that the Bible has far more to say about how to live during the journey than about the ultimate destination. You need both and Christians. People are committed to the afterlife, should be committed to this life as well. Friends, until you get to heaven, you've got to live on this earth. Until you arrive at the door of heaven, you've got to figure out how to live on this earth. And you say, well, how do I do that? This book is full of it. I mean, the the epistles in the New Testament are half, they're half application. Every one of them. You read the first three chapters, you'll find doctrine. Read the next three chapters, and it's all about how to take that doctrine and put it into practice in your life. If we learn anything as we go into this new year, learn this. If you want to understand how to walk on the journey to heaven, there's only one place you can get any information about that, and that's in the holy book we call the Bible. And if you learn to look for it along the way, you will find all kinds of principles that will help you negotiate the journey. We had a candlelight service here on Christmas Eve. The room was dark, and one by one, the light was shared throughout the sanctuary. You get a wonderful picture of that if you stand up here where I do. And you see, little by little, the auditorium, the light begins to spread throughout every place. 
The Bible tells us that as we walk on this journey, we're supposed to be lights. As we move on this journey, we're supposed to light up the darkness around us. How many of you know there's so much darkness right now? If you really live your life as a Christian, you will be noticed. You will be noticed because you will be so different. We are not the light. We are just the reflectors of the light. We do not shine. God shines through us. But if you walk on this journey, you will be a testimony to those around you if you stay on track and you follow the principles of the Word of God. And then number four, our journey is a developing experience. We move along the path and something happens. The Bible says we shine ever brighter. One scholar put it this way. He said, the righteous are like the light of morning that keeps on increasing and not like the afternoon light that keeps on diminishing. If you're a Christian, you're walking on this path, you should be like the morning light. You're getting brighter and brighter as you trust the Lord to help you do your journey in his faith. I love to meet old saints who've been walking with Jesus after spending time with the Lord on a personal level. I remember as a seminary student, we had some of those guys who taught, some of them that, I don't mean this in a negative way, they were so holy, I didn't feel worthy to be sitting in the class. It was intimidating to be in the class with these people. These men who had studied the Word of God, many of them had learned the languages of Hebrew and Greek, and they'd spent their whole life immersed in the Scripture and walking with God. And I've thought often, I hope I can grow older like that. I hope that my life is reflective of that as I get older. You know, the last thing you want to be is a grumpy old man. The last thing you want to be is somebody who doesn't reflect Jesus. And I've known people like that. Have you ever known people you thought they were great Christians? When they got old and started having some age issues, they just turned out to be not very nice. We should pray that God would help us as we go on this journey. According to Proverbs, we should be shining brighter and brighter unto that day. We should be growing in Christ and becoming more like him and learning to live for him in such a way that brings honor and glory to his name. Some people, when they get to heaven, it's going to be a major adjustment from the way they've lived. Other people, there won't be any adjustment at all. They'll just go right on into heaven because they've learned how to live the Christian life in such a way. Well, there you have the first four principles, and there's one more. Our journey is toward a destination. That's the obvious thing. When you get on this path, according to the book of Proverbs, when you walk into this new year, if you're a Christian, you may go through the whole year and you're still walking on the path. Some of us in this room may be in heaven next year at this time. Who knows? But the most important thing is the destination of everyone who is journeying on the path of the just is unto, what does the Bible say? It calls it the perfect day. Have you ever had a perfect day? Maybe at night you said to your husband, this was a really, this was a perfect day. No, it wasn't. There's no such thing as a perfect day on this earth. But one day, when we get to the end of our journey and we step out of this life into the presence of the Lord, the Bible calls that the perfect day. And that perfect day will last forever. If you're a Christian, listen to me, you're on a journey toward a perfect day. And one day you'll arrive. Proverbs 14, 12 says that there is a way that seems right unto a man but the end is the way of death. Did you know a lot of people think they're on the right road? And they don't know that there's a path that they should be on that they're not on. 
And isn't it true that some people think, well, it doesn't matter whether it's true or not. What matters is that you believe. Suppose you're saying, okay, I'm going to Detroit. And you're on a road towards San Francisco. But you say, in your heart, you believe you're going to Detroit. I want to tell you something, ma'am. You're going to end up in San Francisco no matter what you believe about where you are. The Bible says there are a lot of people who think they're on the right path. But the path they're on is going to lead them to death. You may be here today and thinking, well, I'm okay. I don't need to be on the path toward righteousness and the path toward heaven. Doesn't matter what you believe. What matters is what is true. And what is true is if you're not walking with Jesus on the path toward heaven, you're on the wrong road and it's going to take you to the wrong place. And it won't matter whether you're sincere or not. This whole idea, well, if you just sincerely believe what you believe, it, it will be all right. No, it won't. It won't be all right. There is a way that seems right to a man, says the Scripture, but its end is the way of death. Someone gave me these words many years ago, and I think I slipped them into a file, ultimately into my Bible one day. Here it is. Life is a story in volumes three. The past and the present and the yet to be. The first is finished and laid away. The second we're reading day by day. The third and last, or volume three, is locked from sight in eternity. What we've lived already, we can't undo. God doesn't make done things undone. You may look back on this year and say, you know, I haven't been walking on the right path like I should have been. You can't just pray and make that go away. You can ask for forgiveness and go forward. But you can't do anything about the past. The past is over. So if you've done things you shouldn't have done in the past, get them right with God and then forget it and get on with your life. But you can live your life today. This is volume two. You're on the journey. And ultimately, one day you'll be in heaven if you're a Christian. We're writing our story every day. We're walking in this journey every day. And if we walk with the Lord, not only will the ultimate destination be the perfect day, but every day we walk with him on the way will also be enjoyable. You know, there's a song that someone wrote that goes something like this, if there weren't any heaven for me to enjoy, and I still had the chance to walk with Jesus during this life, life would be worth it all. I want to tell you something that I believe with all my heart. The Christian life, with all of its challenges, and especially now with some persecution, the Christian life is the best life you'll ever have on this earth. The journey with Christ toward heaven is the most wonderful experience and the greatest adventure you ever have in your whole life. I wouldn't trade it for anything. One day I'm going to see Jesus and I'll enter into the perfect day, but I want to tell you something. The journey's been amazing. I've had some hard times, and I've had some incredible times, but most of all, I've had this steady walk with the Lord all these years, knowing that he was involved in my life, and he cared deeply about what happened to me, and he would guide me and direct me and help me do the right thing. Bob Goff is one of my favorite writers. I understand he's a resident of San Diego, I've never met him, but I'd like to do that someday. He calls himself a recovering lawyer. I always love that. He practiced law for 25 years. He gave up his law firm to pursue writing and speaking full-time. 
He's probably best known for his New York Times best-selling book entitled Love Does. Ever since Bob Goff was a kid, he's wanted to sail across the Pacific Ocean to Hawaii. So a few years ago, Bob and a couple of his buddies entered the Transpac race and every other year sailboat race from Los Angeles to Hawaii. With limited experience, Bob and his friends filled their 35-foot sailboat with canned chili and bottled water, and they set sail for Hawaii. Two weeks later, they arrived and experienced an extraordinary conclusion to their journey. This is how Bob Goff tells the story. There's a tradition, he said, in the Transpac race, no matter when you finish the race, even if it's two in the morning, when you pull into the Alamaona Marina in Oahu, there's a guy who announces the name of the boat and names every crew member who made the trip. Just when we came to the end of our supplies, we sailed across the finish line off Diamond Head and into the marina. It was a few hours before dawn. It had been 16 days since we set out from Los Angeles in our little boat, knowing very little about navigation. Suddenly, the silence was broken by a booming voice over a loudspeaker announcing the name of our tiny boat. Then the announcer started naming the names of our ragtag crew like he was introducing the heads of state. When he came to my name, he didn't talk about how few navigation skills I had or the zigzag course I led us in to get there. He didn't tell everyone I didn't even know which way north was or about all my other mess-ups. Instead, he just welcomed me from the adventure like a proud father. When he was done, there was a pause, and then a sincere voice came across the loudspeaker to the entire crew, and this was what the voice said. Friends, it's been a long trip. Welcome home. Because of the way he said it, we all welled up and fought back tears. I wiped my eyes as I reflected in that moment, said Bob Goff. But none of that mattered now because we had completed the race. I've always thought that heaven might be kind of a similar experience. After we each cross the finish line in our lives, I imagine it will be like floating into the Hawaiian marina when our names were announced, and one by one, at the end of our lives, after our many mistakes and mid-course corrections, our loving Heavenly Father will simply say, Friends, it's been a long trip. Welcome home. The journey is worth taking. The journey is a wonderful way to spend your life on this earth. The Bible says we're pilgrims and strangers. We don't belong to this earth. This world is not our home. We're just passing through. And let the journey be a delightful one. Don't complain about the struggles. Rejoice in the privilege you have of walking with the Lord through these days of uncertainty and knowing you have one up on everybody who doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ. You have the Creator God living within you. He knows the way. He won't let you get lost. He will stay with you all the way to the end. Amen. Amen. Well, um, I hope you'll join me in giving thanks to the Lord for his faithfulness in 2021. It's now in the rearview mirror, and we have an incredible new year ahead of us. But we make the decisions of the new year as we reflect on the blessing of the old year. How do I know that God is going to be with me in 2022? Because he's been with me every day in 2021. He has not failed me one time 
and he will not fail me or you in the days before us. And um, we can walk into the new year with confidence when we know that's true. So friends, uh, as we end this month together and this year together, one more time, let me remind you that you can get a wonderful, wonderful help for each day of the year when you get the devotional Every Day with Jesus. It is our December resource, and this is the last time I can tell you about it. It's 390 pages, 365 daily devotional writings, beautifully encased in soft leather, tan and blue. It is hand-stitched with silver embossed letters on the front. The pages are gilded. There's color on almost every page. But most of all, there's a message from God on every page for you for the new year. Ask for this when you send your gift today. Happy New Year, everybody. God bless you. Today's message came to you from Shadow Mountain Community Church and Dr. David Jeremiah, the senior pastor. To let us know how God is using Turning Point to deepen your faith, write to Turning Point for God of Canada, P.O. Box 18098, Delta, B.C., V4L2M4. Visit our website at davidjeremiah.ca slash radio or call 800-946-4300. Ask for your copy of David's encouraging new 365-day devotional for 2022, Every Day with Jesus. It's yours for a gift of any amount. You can also download the free Turning Point mobile app for your smartphone or tablet or search in your app store for the keywords Turning Point Ministries to access our programs and resources. Visit davidjeremiah.ca slash radio for details. This is David Michael Jeremiah. Join us Monday as author O.S. Hawkins discusses his latest book on Turning Point with Dr. David Jeremiah. Have you ever wondered what your legacy will be? The Jeremiah Legacy Society from Turning Point was created for friends of the ministry who feel called to partner with Dr. David Jeremiah to deliver the unchanging Word of God to future generations. We can ensure that the impact we have reaches beyond our days here on earth. Visit our website at davidjeremiahgift.org to learn more about how you can be a part of the Jeremiah Legacy Society. Introducing Dr. David Jeremiah's new 365-day devotional, Every Day with Jesus. Inside this beautiful leather-soft volume, you'll find 365 daily inspirational readings from Dr. David Jeremiah, paired with selected scripture to challenge and encourage you in your walk with God. Every Day with Jesus is yours this month in appreciation for your gift of any amount in support of this program. And when you give a generous year-end gift of $120 or more, Dr. David Jeremiah will thank you with four copies of Every Day with Jesus, one to keep and three to share with others. Let this daily devotional inspire you in the coming year to live every single day with Jesus, for Jesus, and like Jesus. Request yours at davidjeremiah.ca today. That's davidjeremiah.ca. And thanks to a generous giving challenge through the end of the month, all gifts to the ministry are effectively doubled up to $200,000. When the Jewish exiles returned from captivity in Persia and began to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem, it was a daunting task. The previous temple had been so glorious and taken so many years to build that their meager efforts would pale in comparison. But God sent an encouraging word through the prophet Zechariah. 
For who has despised the day of small things? Big things grow from small beginnings. As we approach a new year, don't be discouraged by what could have or should have happened this year. Start small if you must and be faithful. And don't despise the day of small things. This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover how God blesses small beginnings on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com. Start your journey home today.